Blog Talk Radio. into this juice groaned a young lady in her early 20s I didn't put anything into the juice I answered this tastes like blood this juice tastes like blood I've never tasted anything like it it's a weird taste like I've never experienced she exclaimed with a level of disgust in her tone. Now, what was this woman referring to? Was the juice I invited her to partake of during a public Holy Communion service that I held in a Methodist church not that long ago. She was disgusted with the taste of the juice as it tasted like blood. This dear woman was a visitor to her church. She had arrived with her husband and two little children with the hopes of finding relief from a variety of demonic problems that had plagued her over the years. We had discovered that her father was involved in Egyptian black magic and Satanism. This direct contact with the forces of evil brought her family under direct satanic assault. that held her family in captivity. As a believer in Christ, I invited this demonized mother to partake of the holy elements, the blood and the body of Jesus, to prepare her for the ministry that was to take place that night. Now, her response didn't surprise me, as I've seen such responses before over the years, all over the world. In the Methodist Church, in Anglican churches, Baptist churches, even our church, the Jesus Church, that we we conduct weekly in Pasadena and Vancouver, in California and British Columbia, and throughout the world, where whenever I hold public seminars and meetings and missions, this is the response I get. What is this? It tastes like blood. I've seen such responses many times. Upon consecrating the bread and the juice, the sacred elements are changed and are seen in the spiritual world as the body and the blood of the Lamb of God. The bread becomes the body. The juice becomes the blood. In other words, transubstantiation occurs. Transubstantiation occurs. Now, you may be surprised by this, but don't be. And it is the primary view of the universal body of believers. We know the Catholic Church has consistently held fast to the belief in the real presence, along with other Christian groups. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states that the mode of Christ's presence under the Eucharistic species is unique. It raises the Eucharist above all the sacraments as the perfection of the spiritual life and the end to which all sacraments tend. 
That's what they believe. In the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, the body and the blood together with the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore the whole Christ is truly and really substantially contained. This presence is not is called real, by which it's not in, intended to exclude the other types of presence, as if they could not be real too, but because it is presence in the fullest sense. That is to say, it is a substantial presence by which Christ, God and man, makes himself holy and entirely present. Now that's from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1374. Now I'm not a Catholic, never been a Catholic. Catholics got this view, this this understanding of the Holy Communion, absolutely right. Just like I believe the Catholic Church has, has gotten the, the Trinity right. There's one God revealing himself in, in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, co-eternal and co-equal. They're great defenders, actually, of the Holy Trinity, the Catholic Church. Now, I have serious, serious, underscore the word, serious issues with the Catholic Church on a host of issues. But I appreciate their defense of the Holy Trinity. One God revealing himself in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, co-equal and co-eternal. Father is God. Jesus is God. Holy Spirit God, the one true God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But they're not alone. The Orthodox Church and many other kinds of Christian groups understand transubstantiation. However, there's large segments within the Christian world that outright dismiss and reject the meal that heals. Because I believe the supernatural meal is a meal that heals. It delivers, it restores it strengthens. It provides maximum spiritual immunity, which we need in our day and age. So don't say Jay Bart was a Catholic because he believes in transubstantiation. That's a lie. I, I believe what the Bible says. I believe what Jesus says in the Gospels, and that settles it for me. Now, if the Catholics get it, then well, praise God for that. If the Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church, or the Greek Orthodox Church, or the Coptic Church, they get it, well, praise God. I care about what Jesus says, and Jesus says very clearly in the Gospels, which we'll explore and investigate, when the disciples were partaking of this meal, the meal that heals, the meal that cures, this Holy Communion, this Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, whatever you want to uh, term this, this, uh, this holy event, Jesus told his disciples they would be eating his flesh and they would be drinking his blood. Very clearly, I'll prove it to you on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. Have you ever considered that much of the New Testament was written by persecuted Christians to persecuted Christians? Paul wrote from jail to encourage the church at Ephesus. Peter wrote to Christians driven from Jerusalem and scattered across Asia Minor. What should the response be from Christians in the West today who can barely imagine suffering for our faith? We should study the lives of martyrs throughout history and around the world today. We should pray in brokenness for our pride and in gratitude for our freedom. And we should read the New Testament with fresh eyes and a humble spirit to learn how you can pray for Christians facing persecution in restricted nations 
Call 875-VOICE. Dial 875-VOICE to pray for and encourage members of our spiritual family. That's 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Back to Deliverance. I'm Jerry Bartlett, and we're discussing how the Holy Communion is a meal that heals. And I was referring to that woman in that Methodist church when she was partaking of the blood, the body of Jesus. She shouted out basically, and, and she couldn't believe it. She said, What's in this juice? It's like blood. Well, the demons within this precious, precious saint reacted to her participation in the Holy Communion, which brought forth the frightened response What did you put in, into this juice? I didn't say anything. I, look, I, I didn't put anything in the juice. However, I simply consecrated the juice in the and the uh, uh, the body of the Lord. I consecrated the juice to the bread, juice to be the blood, the bread to be the body of the Lord, and the Lord honored the prayer of consecration, thereby transforming the juice into His holy, blessed blood. And this is what, it, what she was exactly experiencing firsthand as she was drinking the blood of Jesus. I've seen this every single meaning. We've seen the miraculous transformation, the transubstantiation, the changing of the bread to be the body, the juice, or the wine to be the blood of Jesus. She could actually, when she was drinking, she, could, she was drinking the blood of Jesus. She could taste the blood. You know, the witnesses of this event was – they were simply in awe. They were stunned. A Eucharistic miracle, a Holy Communion uh, miracle, a Lord's Supper, the Holy Meal, whatever you want to term this, was taking place right before our very own eyes. The evil spirits abhorred the blood of Jesus and violently reacted to the blood that was within her body and soul. That she willingly participated in. They afflicted her. And she was too disgusted. She was disgusted. Because the demons were disgusted. And they were inside of her. They were disgusted. As, as they, were in, they were in control of this woman. That's why she was disgusted. They, were, they didn't like it. That's why. Holy, free saints enjoy the blood of Christ, for it cleanses the spirit, soul, body. I even entered into a deeper relationship to Christ by partaking of his holy blood, spiritually and physically. And I have tasted his little blood and have found divine strength in the sacred substance. Now, bound souls will abhor the blood of Jesus as it affects the spirits that are within you. Now, if you're largely free, the demons are... The remaining demons may be constrained, and, and, and that's why there's no reaction. But those who are truly bound at a, at a moderate or severe, severe level, they usually react like this woman did in this Methodist church. It bothered. It, it, she was disgusted because the spirits were disgusted. By the way, this is a great test to see the level of demonization you're under. It's a great test, actually, a spiritual test. So you're wondering if you have a if you have a uh, 
I mean, every demonization should be treated seriously. I think you understand where I'm getting at with this. But if you're trying to gauge if you have a mild case of demonization, a, a moderate or severe, start partaking of the blood of Jesus and see what kind of reaction you get. Now, if you're disgusted, if, if you start feeling ill, if you're getting physically, you're feeling some contortions in your body, manifestations, then perhaps you have a moderate to severe, or let's say there's a, an element of losing consciousness. You're entering altered states of consciousness. Perhaps you have a severe case of demonization that needs to be checked out by an exorcist. I know, I know one, uh, one uh, too. <laughs> Me, I'm here to help you. And we, of course, there's many others. Uh, who who work in the ministry of deliverance and healing, offering hope and, and life and power, the power of God, in Jesus' day. But I found strength in partaking of the meal that heals, the Holy Communion. Now, bound souls abhor the blood of Jesus, for it affects the spirits within. Now, the Holy Eucharist is derived from a Greek word meaning thanksgiving as seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 so don't be hung up by the word when I use Eucharist thinking that's a Catholic term it's just the Catholics like using it but actually it's derived from from a Greek word that literally means thanksgiving as seen in 1 Corinthians 11 so don't be hung up with a word automatically when I use the word Eucharist people think I'm a Catholic I'm, I've never been a Catholic I appreciate like I just mentioned just before the uh, intermission that I do appreciate some of their stances. For example, they they stand for life. They're they're big in the pro-life movement and have been for decades. When many mainline uh, denominations were not participating in the pro-life movement, they were the Catholic Church. Uh, when many charismatic churches, when many uh, Bible churches were not being active in rescuing mothers and babies from the abortion mills, the death concentration camps. The Catholic Church were, were having a part, were, were rescuing souls. So I appreciate what the Catholics have done socially and, and defending uh, spiritual belief, various, very uh, fundament, fundamental doctrines such as the Holy Trinity. They believe in the Holy Trinity, one God revealing himself in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But again, I have some serious issues with the Catholic Church. Serious. We find... As we do deliverance, many demons often will surface that are rooted in Catholicism because of their propensity for idolatry, the worship. Now, I believe, as many of you know, I believe in the reverence of the Blessed Virgin Mary, just like we should reverence uh, the Apostle Paul, Moses, Abraham. Of course, the Bible talks about where, where there's honor, where honors do give them honor. And respect. I respect our forefathers and foremothers. The Blessed Virgin Mary carried in her body the Son of the Living God, but she's not to be worshipped. And I do have problems with the Catholic Church with the element of idolatry, because you see, oftentimes, within many Catholics—not within all Catholics, but within many—I have many Catholic, charismatic Catholic friends who are staunch defenders of the faith who love the Lord Jesus Christ, who love the ministry, deliverance, and healing. I get that, but many Catholics participate in idolatry. You need to repent. You need to get out of the Catholic Church. That's right. There needs to be a max exodus, and I, there's a lot to be said what's happening within the Catholic Church, where 
we're seeing God bringing light into the, this institution, the Catholic Church, and we're discovering a vast network of pedophiles working behind the scenes within the Catholic Church, carrying out the most devious demonic acts known. known. That's the, I, I need to do another podcast on that subject. However, the Catholic Church does get some some things right, and I appreciate that. And the Holy Eucharist is it's a powerful, powerful meal. And we see this in 1 Corinthians 11. Now, Jesus gave thanks in his supper, and we follow his example. We participate in his life and his ministry through the Thanksgiving, the Eucharist. Now, the mystical body of Christ, the Holy Communion of Saints, are partakers of the divine nature of the Son of God, and as such can escape the corruption in the world. You see this in 2 Peter chapter 1. We partake of this divine nature through God's precious promises, and these promises are for you and I, and these promises are revealed in sacred scripture. I have the scriptures in my hand. I love the word of God, and we see the Holy Meal being fully revealed in the New Testament. Many believers, however, are largely ignorant of the promises of the holy benefits of partaking of the literal body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Are you such a believer? I think most people are ignorant when it comes to this subject, and it's very unfortunate. But we're going to talk more about this. We need to talk more about this. A lot needs to be said about this subject. A lot needs to be said. said. Because many believers are in the dark. Do you know these beautiful, pure promises that can assist you in escaping the evil in our day? If not, stay tuned. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. If you were at risk of arrest every time you went to church, would you remain faithful in your walk with Christ? China Aid Association reported that on November 12th, Police officers from the Anhui and Bozu Bureau of Religion raided a house church and arrested more than 10 believers. Some believers were not released until that afternoon. The police also confiscated items belonging to the church. In spite of these raids, believers in China remain faithful. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians in over 50 nations around the world, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Dial 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Back to Deliverance, I'm Jay Bartlett. Are you such a believer where you don't acknowledge the power in the, in the blood and the body of Jesus? Do you believe in the necessity of partaking of the sacred elements, the blood and the body of Jesus, for divine life and grace? Have you experienced the deeper life that results from entering into union with these sacred elements? As a teenager, I experienced a peaceful conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ and embraced his holy word. I believe them to be the words of God. And when I read of the Last Supper, also known as the Holy Eucharist, Holy Communion, the table of the Lord, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 22, for example, I truly believe Jesus, when he told his disciples and he took bread, 
He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body. Verse 19 needs to be truly emphasized, and that word is needs to be truly emphasized. This is my body. You look for yourself. What does Jesus say here? Luke chapter 22, verse 19. This is my body. When I read those divinely inspired words, I believed them. Do you believe them to be true? I did. Jesus offered his literal body to his very own so that we may have a deeper life and experience life in a deeper, in a fuller manner. My friends, I believe this with all my heart. But something diabolical occurred in my life that would lead me astray from participating and understanding these precious promises. As a family, we began to attend various churches that taught that the Lord's Supper was merely a symbolic event, a symbolic memorial. Yes, the Holy Communion is a symbolic holy event, but it's much more than that. It is the partaking of the little body and the blood of Jesus Christ. But it was those truths that, that was taken out of the equation. Eventually, I too was led astray to not believe of the real presence of the Lord Jesus. I was taught by many pastors, teachers, evangelists, and other believers as a young man that the Holy Communion is merely a symbolic ordinance of the church. Many of the various churches that our family attended didn't even offer the Holy Communion. And if they did, it was a very, very rare event. Now, this is concerning, as who else would lead God's precious children from the blood? Think about this for a moment. Who else would lead God's precious children from the blood of Jesus but Satan himself through the work of his demons? Now, you may want to listen to this again. Who else would lead God's precious children from the blood of Jesus, from the real presence, being the blood and the body of Jesus, but, but demons? Why would churches rarely invite the members of the mystical body of Christ to partake of life that is found in the body and the blood? For many years, I was deprived of this holy participation. I suffered in many ways. Now, we'll talk about that later, but Jesus desires his children to experience his life in its fullest. And the deeper life consists of partaking of his holy body and his blood. Now, Satan knows of the inherent power in the body and the blood of Christ. He desires, Satan desires to mislead teachers, pastors, missionaries, denominational leaders, Bible school professors in regards to this subject. I really believe that, finding, thus keeping them from finding divine strength and provision through the Lord's body and blood. Obviously, the enemy will do anything within his power to undermine this most sacred event known by many as the Holy Eucharist. So I want to talk about what is the Lord's Supper? What does it involve? How to participate in it? What does it truly mean? What are the benefits of partaking of the Holy Communion? And I'm thankful for this opportunity that we have to be able to, to discuss this subject, to delve into the subject, to probe it, and especially with the coronavirus and all these the upheaval the frightful sights and sounds that the world's experiencing at this moment. We need something to soothe our souls, to strengthen our immune system, to provide maximum spiritual immunity, and to provide divine protection. 
The answer is Jesus Christ and what he offers through his body and his blood in Holy Communion. So this could be a a multi-part series delving into the subject of Holy Communion, the meal that heals, the meal that heals. Now, I encourage each and every one of you who are listening to this podcast to pray for us as we continue to conduct these podcasts and continue to offer hope and life to many, many thousands throughout the world through Jesus Christ. And perhaps you're listening to this podcast. You're, you're frightened. You're afraid. You feel dread coming upon you. You're fearful. And, some, and with your marriage, with your finances, with your health, with your children, what's happening in the world, I'm telling you the answer is Jesus to give you peace. And you need peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And he demonstrated how much he loves you and cares for you by going to the cross. You know, the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, therefore, God demonstrated his love. And now while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. On our behalf, he took the punishment. So we wouldn't have to take the punishment. That's how much he loved us. And he loves us. His death, the shedding of his blood, which we honor during Holy Communion, which we get to participate in, in Holy Communion. His blood was shed for you. His blood will protect you. And here it is. We're in the midst of Passover. Even earlier today, I was with three of my kids and teaching them the significance of the Passover, the Passover, Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, the meal that heals is a powerful, powerful event for the believer in the Messiah. And I would encourage you to listen into this multi-part series, it's going to open your eyes. It's going to make you think of things that you never thought of before. And what a privilege and honor is to be here to offer you, you hope in Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible says so clearly, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, in Romans chapter 10, and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just say Jesus. Lord Jesus. Jesus is Lord. I confess my sins. I embrace you as my loving God and Savior. I repent. I repent of my wickedness, and I turn to you, the living God, for hope, for salvation, for healing, for deliverance. Cleanse me. Purify me. Forgive me, God. I invite you to take control of my life, and I promise to, to live for you and to surrender to you all the days of my life, and I'll be your servant. In Jesus' name, and I, I speak the blood of Jesus on each and every one of you. Doing something, and I'm feeling the tide is turning with this whole coronavirus and all of the craziness, the chaos, the commotion, the fear, the dread, the death, the spirits of the Antichrist, the spirits of Lucifer being unleashed upon this world. The tide is turning, the spiritual tide. Yeah, we're still in the midst of the storm, but the tide, I feel it in the spiritual realm. I rebuke coronavirus. Coronavirus, I tell you once again, bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are bowing. You are bowing to the cross of Jesus Christ. You are bowing to the cross, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are bowing, and I I command you to release the people who are listening to this podcast. Take the fear off of them right now in Jesus' name. The dread, the death, the sickness, the ailments, the torment. The oppression, oppression, come off right now, quickly, come off right now, go, 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 come off in Jesus' name.
come off the children, the elderly, the vulnerable. Right now, come on. In Jesus' name, by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. What powerful, powerful blood we have access to. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. What an honor to be able to have the blood of Jesus. Access to this blood. For we have defeated Satan by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And you can access that blood right now. You know, God has also bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are experiencing the risen Jesus and experiencing the most incredible and heavenly wonders. And and we have perhaps created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys and the wonders and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of his powers at jbartlandmissions.com. Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlandmissions.com. Are you needing spiritual intervention, immediate assistance in removing demons and healing for your broken heart? We're available to travel to your location and meet you to pray and minister to you and your family. Now, these are sessions available. And we only have a limited amount of sessions, so please contact contact us today to schedule a personal, confidential, loving ministry session with us at 877-483-5519, 877-483-5519, or j at jbartlandmissions.com. That's j at jbartlandmissions.com. I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you were at risk of arrest every time you went to church, would you remain faithful in your walk with Christ? China Aid Association reported that on November 12th, police officers from the Anhui and Bozu Bureau of Religion raided a house church and arrested more than 10 believers. Some believers were not released until that afternoon. The police also confiscated items belonging to the church. In spite of these raids, believers in China remain faithful. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians in over 50 nations around the world, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Dial 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization.